Welcome back to another Q&A. I guess I'll just jump right into it, you know? I told you I have this one question that is actually, it's been on my mind a lot since I started working with you, but how does a person become a narcissist? Is this like something that sparks from childhood or do they just, I don't know, how does, is it something you learn or you just inherit these traits? Sometimes it is genetic um, where you can, uh, you can genetically inherit these traits. Um, from a parent, like if there is other mental illness associated with it. But leaving the terms like out of mental illness and just telling, telling it like this. I'm a woman, so I will kind of talk about like how a young man can end up with this grandiosity of themselves this enormous ego and protecting that ego at all so let's give an example that there is little johnny little johnny is um born of course to his mother and before you can get down to little johnny you look at what is going on with the mother in most situations, you know, you can look at the mother and father, but for time's sake, we'll just talk about the mother. Well, let's say that the mother herself was really never nurtured or came from a home where the father was an alcoholic or the mother was not emotionally available. When I say emotionally available, that means reading bedtime stories, rocking the baby to sleep, giving hugs and kisses, the I love yous, and providing a nurturing and warm environment such as you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner, and that child knowing that my mother is not only physically present, but emotionally present. And a lot of times you, you find people like little Johnny, who was born to a mother who did not have a mother or a nurturer um, in, in the home. Now the mother, can, they, can, they can be live, willing, and able, and married to dad, but the presence of mother emotionally is just shut off. And then that goes down to the genetic predisposition of how mom, you know, was raised and then mom's mom. So given just that small context of little Johnny's mother never really had a nurturer in her home um, and then had an alcoholic father, that really set the precedence of a lot of ways that the mother did or did not respond to the child emotionally. Then here comes little Johnny. Little Johnny is now born to this mother um, of the non, you know, emotionally absent mother and alcoholic father. And little Johnny's mom and dad, let's call them K and J. Okay. And um, K got into this relationship, most likely learning how to manipulate from her parents that were not there. So you learn at a very young age how to manipulate, okay? And let's say Kay gets pregnant, you know, by Jay. And um, 
well, you need to marry me to make me an honest woman. You know, I'm a woman who loves the Lord and we're going to get married. Um, and let's say they go ahead and they get married. That man has just began the beginning stages of being manipulated by um, the mother. Okay. K and J go off to raise this child and um, somehow K decides um, or makes this child her center or her world because of the lack their attention that she does not receive from J, her now husband. And she has manipulated the husband now to beginning to manipulate the child. An example could be oh, well, you know, your dad is not here for us. Like your dad, um, he's at work again, or he's he's taking care of something else other than us. You know, that little boy, little Johnny, gets these manipulative tendencies in their head, and they don't know that it's technically perennial alienation that mom is trying to have little Johnny's side with her, okay? Naturally, children begin to act out their anxieties of the mother. Typically, they begin to act out like their insecurities of the mother. Dad is over here with his own set of, you know, genetic predispositions and how he was raised. Let's say, you know, he didn't have a mother and father in the home. Um, he didn't really know uh, nurturing either. He didn't have um, a loving, emotionally present mother as well. And then the father was absent from the home. Okay, so Jay is just kind of trying to learn how to be a man in itself on his own. So Jay has these insecurities of how to not only be a man, but to be a husband and now to be a father. And he's just kind of navigating life while being manipulated. Whether Jay learned to manipulate from his own family dynamics or manipulate from being, you know, manipulated by his wife, You've got little Johnny in the middle watching all of these things. Jay now realizes for whatever internal conflict he has going on, um, he is not loving and kind and nurturing towards the mom. So Kay is like, see, I told you your dad didn't love us. That mother has manipulated and grown a wedge between her own son and his father. So when father comes in to, uh, to discipline the child, and typically it's done from a very harsh place because father is pretty angry and has some resentment of how he feels about mother, whether it's he's been manipulated, this isn't what he wants, or he's, he's just a ladies' man and he just wants to live his life. Father uh, disciplines child, Johnny, and then mother says, oh, it's okay. You're my perfect little boy. You can do no wrong. You can, um, you know, you just can do no wrong is somehow instilled into that child. And so now you have replaced gifts, candy, products, or praise. It's replaced by nurturing hugging, kissing, loving. Um, so little Johnny, let's say he's 10 or 12 by this age, he now knows how to manipulate other people by getting what he wants. And he, if anyone ever tried to give him 
what we would see as normal, a hug, a kiss, or sitting down, putting their hand on his lap. Let's talk about that, Johnny. What's going Johnny's going to be like, whoa, what is this? And then they go into almost a rage, an anger, a fight, because it is an unrecognized threat. Just like if a 60-year-old man came and put his hand on my lap, I would think, whoa, what are you doing? This, this is inappropriate. You know, that's kind of the same response they have. Okay? So they grow up 15, 16, 17 years old. At this point, they lack any type of emotional cues of every, anyone. They don't know how to read emotions. They don't know how to have emotions. Everything becomes eventually transactional. That's why they say narcissists are some of the most successful business people, or they say that they're cutthroats or they're sharks. They have an absence of any type of emotion. And that was kind of like a wild story of J&K having little Johnny, but it just shows like there is there was some sort of manipulation that a lot of times, such as like a son, and it happens to daughters too in the same regard, where um, the first person they learned how to manipulate from was a mother or whoever that caregiver was that was not nurturing. And then they learned to manipulate that parent, if that makes any sense. So it seems very subtle until you get into life and love and relationship and business and you realize... um, this character trait of this person. Like, I, I believe like when people grow up, just like that you, you're automatically taught little boys play with trucks and little girls play with dolls. Why are little girls always in the kitchen cooking? And then the boys are pretending to mow the grass. Like it's things that are mimicked, you know? But when you're in a home of all those kind of dysfunctions, you don't see what, you know, suburban kids would see at home with a mom and dad like that versus someone in the inner cities where dad went home, you know, or mom was trying to provide for the family because dad was absent. Um, So I don't know. It's just a lot. Do you have a question off of any of that? Um, That just made me think of uh, Kanye. Uh Do you consider Kanye a narcissist? Yes. I would think so, too. Did you watch his um, documentary on Netflix? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I didn't know much about him, but I knew something was off. I never knew what. And that mother-son relationship. You saw it? Yeah. What did you see? Well, at first I didn't think there was anything wrong with it because she was always like, like what is it giving him praise and stuff mm-hmm. um and I didn't notice until like my parents were saying he acts that way because of what she did to him and I'm like oh, 100% that makes sense and it really makes me wonder what the um relationship with the father was because mm-hmm. we don't really you don't know So let's X out little Johnny since we actually have Kanye as little Johnny. 
um, father was just absolutely, let's say, absent. I believe maybe he was present, resurfaced. And a lot of times that does more damage when a parent resurfaces on holidays or shows some sort of artificial or temporary sense of love. And a child never stops wanting or needing your love, right? So already that manipulates and tears up the child. So let's say dad just kept resurfacing until he just went away, okay? It was probably healthier that dad went away um, versus a constant attack on Kanye's self-esteem character, learning to be a little man. Because every mom says, you should be the boy, of, you should, you're the man of this house. That is the most damaging thing. You can tell a little boy to be a man and they've never had a reflection of what a man should look like, you know? Um, because little Johnny's dad, remember, was struggling on how to be a man. He never had that. His dad wasn't there. So um, it makes the mother who has to now provide for this child independently and solely. Um, there wasn't this entrepreneurial world of starting a podcast and making money or, you know, working at home. Um, so she had to be out there, you know, all she could identify was providing. Okay. So anytime a woman is taken out of her normal natural state of being a nurturer, a mother, um, kind and loving and giving, you are stripping that mother from doing her, her normal natural duty. You know, um, that, that is one of my deepest desires to be remarried because I don't need a man for their money or to take care of me or to pay my bills. I need you to put me back in my feminine. I need you to put me back in, in my nurturing position because though I am nurturing, there is a part of me that three years ago I can tell is the difference because I have to have no nonsense because we have to go to bed because I've got to go to work and I've got to pay these bills and I've got to do these things and I've got to make sure, you know, your fees are paid for extracurriculars and things like that. That is one of my main, because one thing I love my children I love being a mother like this week being at home not worried about paying bills making money like I am in so I was in the pool from one o'clock to four o'clock you know um and so Donda didn't have that opportunity you know and most single mothers do not um and we don't know Donda's backstory as to her parents but you can see a lot of times in the videos, like she's, it's a constant praise and, oh, that's my baby. And she's like breaking her own door down to let him into the apartment in that one and then sits him down and, and just like, it just reminded me of Patti LaBelle on, um, what was that with Dwayne Wade? You want to find something? Yes. My you know, and just stuffing it in his mouth. And it never gave them, you, you know, like at some point, you know, like the balance of a father being there, get that out of his mouth. Stop. Like, I believe children need their mothers and their fathers, because if you don't stop us, we will create these monsters. And typically it's a male, female relationships, the mother with the son. And so not having any of that balance, not ever being told you're wrong, She's raising this monster. And I remember, quote, unquote, my daughter bust out laughing. I said, see, Kanye didn't wake up crazy. He'd been crazy. And I don't mean that in a sense of being, like, disrespectful, but, like, he he was created, you know. Um, I believe, like, the core of him, the sensitive side of him, the, they all fight for this interpersonal 
wanting to be normal. They all fight for that core of, um, yeah, you know, because at one point I believed, you know, my ex-husband, he believed that he could be this good, solid, nurturing, like he was in this family thing and he was in it, you know, but when you're fighting against that core so bad, that damage, uh, you know, the anger that your dad wasn't there and then your mother doing everything for you, sometimes giving someone everything they want leads to contempt. It leads to you being, you loving that person in contempt. I truly believe that that is the premise and basis of how narcissists begin to see and know love because they saw a mother that had no boundaries. None. So this is a better example of explaining how does a child or how does childhood shape this person? So my mother didn't have any boundaries. I learned to manipulate my mother because of her lack of boundaries. So I learned to manipulate women. And then I learned to manipulate everybody else that I learned to. I once had this young boy tell me, like, I realized at 13 or 14 that I can manipulate anyone. And he said, like, I can, I can control their emotions. I know how to make them happy. I know how to, for, to receive praise from them. And so when he would get that praise, it just reinforced more the ego of, I know what I'm doing. I have this much control over someone's emotions. I have this one's control, this much control over how someone can feel. And I did that. That's how you start pumping them up. So like, yeah, Kanye's mother, like, she didn't intentionally did it. She just had nothing else to live for. She had nothing else. You know, she didn't have an extra relationship or a marriage that she, you know, desired. And sometimes mothers don't. They just put all of that into their children or they'll say, um, I want to wait until my children are grown and maybe I'll find love. Like, everybody is different. That's not my desire because I just have different levels of success. Like, so, so whoever comes in my life, they're automatically moving in the direction of business and family. Cause those are the places where God is blessing my life. So they, you know, and not all single mothers, like they, they find that. And it's not something I'm honing in on. I'll be fine with or without it, but, um, I don't, I'll be fine with it. That's what I feed the universe, you know? So it starts from childhood. It absolutely does. And then it's from an emotionally unavailable parent or the, the emotional unhealthiness of a parent and that person, that parent projects that onto the child. And because the parent has been scorned or that parent um, doesn't have that love or confidence themselves, they try and create this person who they wish they could be. That just reminded me of, <laughs> that just reminded me of Mean Girls for some reason. Mm-hmm. Regina George mm-hmm. and that how her so mom like was just so like her best friend rather than her mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. but that's a whole different tangent because I wanted to ask another question just one more because it's it's getting late okay um and I think I already know the answer to this but I still want to ask because I don't know why I like to be people's savior but like even working with children, I don't work with many little boys, mm-hmm. just girls for dance. But like, if um, 
can it be seen early? Narcissism can be seen early in childhood, right? Every every adolescent or teenager is is narcissistic. So it it'll be hard to like, I guess, stop it from growing with them. I guess because you're not their parents, so you won't see them every day. Like me as a a, a teacher or instructor, I can't really do anything about it. Can I? No one can do anything about it if that is that trait or wherever the mother could possibly influence that child, the mother won't because that's the mother who possibly is narcissistic themselves having to take a look at themselves possibly being the flaw or the reason why this person is flawed. That's not going to happen. And they're the only person who is the cause and cure. That makes so much sense, not just with narcissistic traits, but with any traits. Like if we have a student that comes to the studio who has problematic behavior or maybe they're very anxious or just anything we always wonder like why does this child act like that and then their mother comes in and we're like oh that's why are they going to act like that because your mother acts like that and i never noticed that i never knew that until working at this dance studio like how direct that even like with my own parents um, cause we have traits of our parents, mm-hmm. which is funny because the parent can't seem to see that. And the thing is, is that we all have the potential or we all have narcissistic traits that doesn't make us narcissistic. You know, we all have traits and sometimes like, even like, you know, the parents do not see their own self. They take it as I'm protecting my child. Who's going to talk to me? You're not going to talk to my child like that. And it's just kind of like it takes a village and your child is in a sport or community activity because there is structure and order that is in by what you already provide at home, right? But if it's not provided at home, I'm coming in here as the child, little Johnny, renegading. And then when y'all act out of order and I can't act how I act at home, my mama's coming. Mm Mm-hmm. So it is the building of someone who has no boundaries. And then it just builds and it stacks. And then little Clarissa or little Johnny, who not even the community or the church leader or the the football coach can lead them. You know, a, a lot of times let's take a football player, for instance, where they are wrecked in there in their the height of their narcissistic personality disorder is when the football coach or when you go to the military and they crack you right that can make or break someone struggling with that personality disorder because if you continue to attack my character um like hey sunshine let's say you're in the military and you're called that right and you have already been struggling watching your father like not know how he can be a man or if he's a man and then you already struggle not knowing what a man looks like so once someone has threatened your manhood you overemphasize how much of a man you are. Oh, it's got balled up fists, chest bowed, ready. A man does not have to overemphasize a man, you know. They don't have to do all that. So in football, you'll see the coach and be like, let me talk to you. 
Where's your dad in your life? I ain't got no dad. All right, let me help you. Let me show you some things. That is a positive where it can make a positive impact in that person being just blown out of proportion of this narcissistic trait because there's a level of humility that they allow somebody to come in and teach them. But if you go the other end and you don't get that opportunity for somebody to kind of break that, you, you go full blown because somebody has stolen your, your manhood, you know? Hey guys, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment down below. And you can follow me on YouTube at Life of Living Abundantly. Online, you can find me on social media at Life of Living Abundantly. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast and would like to share your story, you can reach us at lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com. Thank you.